and then take out this insert that you open it up and it says 2012 theme thank God remembering why we are here some of you are visiting today and we welcome you normally we open our Bibles at this time and we study his word and we apply it for daily living but today because we are remembering why we are here I want to ask you that question why are you in this place and first of all I want to ask for all of you that have been here since day one 19 years ago would you stand at this time if you were here 19 years ago would you stand now you keep standing but I want you to remember that you should have had the greatest work of God in your life of anyone else that stands today because you've been here the longest and you've had greatest opportunity to hear what it means to be a dynamic community of faith and as we go through what we're going to go through this morning it's very applicable in our lives that we are the models to everyone else in this church of what it means to be a dynamic community of faith because to whom is given much much is required but praise the Lord that you're still here I saw a lot of people in that video because I know most of them that have already died they don't have any more privileges to live for Jesus day by day they can just rejoice in Jesus and I saw a lot of people that have moved all over this world so they don't have the opportunities and privileges we have here whatever opportunities and privileges but they don't have them here so we are privileged privileged now all of you that have been here 15 years or more stand up let's give these guys a great big hand See, Grace stood because she wasn't born 19 years ago. How about all of you 10 years or more? 10 years or more. Let's give these guys a great big hand. Five years or more. Five years or more. Give these guys a great big hand. Now remember, as long as you've been here, you're accountable for what God's done in your life. Just keep that truth. And then for all of you that have been here two years or more, two years or more. And the rest of you one year or more, and that includes today, so we should all stand. Now, all of you that just stood two years or more, I invite you to life development next week. Because even though you may have heard life development in January, for two years we haven't done it like we used to do it. And, and in those four services, I've never had enough time to do what we'll do. And like I say again, if you've gotten over what you will just now hear why we're here, I invite you there. And I promise you, it'll be an exciting time to think, this is why I'm here. You can be seated now. And I'm going to go very fast because it's right now 19 till. So I know the time. But this is so significant, so we'll go fast. But I want you to energize your thinking. 
See, follow as I read this first paragraph. On October 24th, 1993, West County Community Church began with a vision. We are surrendered to be a dynamic community of faith which is endeavoring to impact the world by experiencing, living, modeling, and communicating authentic faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Increasingly, our intention is to become fully a worshiping, caring, and sharing community, exalting the Savior, a learning community, equipping the saints, and influential community, evangelizing the world. Circle the word increasingly. That is the most important word in that paragraph. Increasingly. See, for all of us that were here 19 years ago, and we'll let this represent 19 years ago, where have you become in growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus? Because we'll let 19 years ago be over at the American flag. How far have you grown in the grace and knowledge of Christ? The things that you struggled with 19 years ago, how have you learned freedom in Christ? And by the way, that's the class that Brad's going to be teaching. Jesus said in John 8, until you hold to the power of the word. And the, all the epistles say, until we surrender our lives moment by moment to the presence, we don't go anywhere. We just stay here. And God's purpose for all of us 19 years, 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, and dot, 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 is that we're headed toward Christ. That every year we live, we should be more like Jesus. Because that's his work. Philippians 1, 6, the moment he saves us, he who began a good work in us is working, but we must cooperate. Now that's why we have paragraph 2. Read paragraph 2 with me. Being a dynamic community of faith. Circle three words. Conviction, courage, and confidence. There are three characteristics that you will find in every story in the Bible where the man, the woman, the boy, or the girl wholeheartedly trusted the Lord. See, to wholeheartedly trust the Lord, you must have conviction that His Word is totally trustworthy to trust. You must have a confidence that He is the one Lord God. And that graces you with courage to not live by your feelings, to not live by your circumstances. You live by the Word of God. Now, how do you grow in that? Well, that's paragraph three. Let's read it together. Being a dynamic community of faith. Circle the words love, fear, obey, faith, victory. I tell our children on the first day of school at Living Water Academy, of all the things they're going to learn at school, there's one great lesson you must learn in life. And I say this to you, for all that you've learned, some of you in this room have your doctorate degree, master's degree, bachelor's degree. We all have years of experience depending on how long we've lived. But the greatest lesson that you can ever learn and you desperately need to learn is how much God loves you. Because in that verse, that if you know any verse in the Bible, John 3, 16, say it. For God, stop. You know the most important verse? John 3, 16, what the most important word in that verse is? So. I know some of you said, no, it's God. 
No, it's love. It's gave. No, think about it. What that whole verse is about is so. For God didn't just love you a little. For God didn't love you just when you're good. For God didn't love you when you're just faithful. For God so. And that's why I gave. And that's why when we're faithless, He's faithful. See, to the measure that each one of us really understand what 1 John 3 1 says, that He lavished His extravagant love upon us, have we been set free from fear. Fear to trust Him. Fear to obey Him. See, every one of us are somewhere in this process that we either walk by faith, which is our victory, that's submitted to the Word, submitted to His presence, or we walk by fear. And if you walk by fear, you walk by your circumstances and your feelings, and you're a victim to life, and it's a miserable existence. Students, if you don't ever hear anything else I say, if you don't ever hear anything else Philip says, it all boils down to that, that God so loves you, He wants you to walk in the power of that love, which is His presence, His purpose, His perspective, His preeminence. Everything is in Him, and God is love, and nothing changes in His character. He is love. Every problem we have is because we don't understand Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And that's why we do the next paragraph. Let's read four together. Being a dynamic community of faith. You know why we are here? To live out His purpose. I don't know why, but right now in the last year, our church family, many of our people are going through great heartaches and difficulties and broken relationships. And the devil wants to say to them and to us, this is too hard for God. And whenever you think something is too hard for God, what do you do? You doubt. From doubting you become discouraged you become defeated and you lose all joy to even try see being a dynamic community of faith understands that God is greater than any challenge Jesus never said once you follow me you love me and you will not have problems he said just the opposite, students. And I didn't understand this when I was your age. So as problems would come from 18 to 22, I'd get real discouraged and I'd get real defeated because I'd say, Jesus, I love you with all my heart. Why are you letting this happen in my life? And finally he said, because I told you so. You live in a fallen world. You're not home yet. John 16, says, In this world you will have what trouble? Much. In fact, some preacher thought of it. You're either in trouble, coming out of trouble, or going in trouble. And if you never learn how to live in trouble, victorious in Christ, you will always live as a victim instead of more than a conqueror in Christ. That's why we have paragraph 5. Let's read it together. Being a dynamic community of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I praise the Lord for each of you and each of those that are downstairs right now that have learned that. 
you've learned that the Christian life begins by grace through faith you're saved and then it is a discipline of daily moment by moment surrendering your life to his presence and his power and no matter what hell or high water comes he is greater and you keep loving him walking in him and serving him and I thank you you know I'm at the church building a lot more than I used to be now that I'm working on writing this book any free time I have I'm here I'm here all day Saturday I'm here often in the evenings. And it amazes me how many people are working here all the time. I mean, all day Saturday, there's people working here and serving here that nobody even knows about. And, and we are as great a church as we learn, number five, the discipline of surrendering our life so we don't grow weary in well-doing. And we don't run out when life is hard. In the midnights of life, if you learn number five, Jesus never shines brighter. Because the darker life is, the brighter light shows itself. That's why we have paragraph six. Let's read it. Being a dynamic community of faith. You live that life, and your children will want to repeat it. I'm telling you, daddies and mamas, no matter how you've lived your life in the past, let this be the first day of your life. If you live that life, your children will desire with all their heart to repeat your life. And I can tell you, other than Jesus in my life, there's no other joy I've found in all of my life. And all the joys he gives to know that when my sons talk to me, they say, Dad, I want to live like you. And they're not saying like old daddy in sin. They're saying because daddy you walk in Jesus. And when you fall, when you stumble, you don't stay down. You humble yourself. You know who your strength is. You're weak and he's strong. And if you get killed in a car wreck, dad, it will not affect my faith. It will even make me stronger. Because I'm going to walk as you walked and that's faithful to the end. How many? How many is that your life? How many want to live that way? I want to see every hand. That's how God wants you to live that way. Don't let the devil condemn you how you have lived. This is the first day of the rest of our life, right? Hey, when the devil gives you a hard time, by the way, he's the father of all lies, so all he can do is lie to you. Remind him of his future. When the devil tries to have a conversation with me, he hates me and I hate him. And he's the one guy I fight real dirty with. I fight with the Word of God. He acts like he's a roaring lion, but he's already had his teeth pulled. He just roars. That's why we have paragraph 7. Let's read it together. Being a dynamic community of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to look at paragraph 1 for a second. Just look at that. Get your eyes reading it because that's our vision statement. You know what our vision statement says? It says we're going to live in His presence. Because we're living in His presence, we're surrendered to Him. We're going to have His perspective. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight. We're going to enjoy his purpose. That's to know him better than anything else and to make him known to others more than anything else. We're going to live that life experiencing his power, the power of the word, the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be guarded with his peace because we have his preeminence in, his, in our lives. He is first. And we're going to be confident in his provision, and that's freedom in Jesus. That's what Brad's going to teach you. He gives us everything we need for life and godliness to participate in his divine nature by the knowledge of his word. 
Now, for you that are visiting with us, I want you to take that other insert in your bulletin. For the last three weeks, we've been reading about 100 verses a Sunday. Because one of these chapters I wrote in this book, Thinking God or Confused, I just started going through the New Testament, putting down promises and commands of God of what we were saved for. And you've got that insert out. We were saved to have a new presence, a new perspective, a new purpose, a new power, a new peace, a new preeminence, a new provision. And it's all in Christ Jesus by the person of the Holy Spirit. So let's stand up, and we're going to read this. And I want you to know, as we take the Lord's Supper this morning, this is what you're saying. When Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, he's saying, I gave everything to save you from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, that you might walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and by the authority of his word. And I tell you, if this doesn't set you up, if this doesn't put your shoulders back, if this doesn't send you out with a song in your heart, Jesus, you need to get saved. So let's read. And, and we have been just men and women. I tell you what, we'll let the men read the first page. And if you're a student and a young man, you read with the men. And we'll let all the ladies and then the young ladies read the second page and then the last two pages. I want us to read the last two pages together. So here we go, men. Ready? You were saved to do right in the eyes of the Lord and the eyes of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, 19 years ago, I was 40 years old when we started West County. No, I wasn't. I was 43. And here I was. And you know what? I knew every one of these verses. Most of them I had them memorized because I memorized them when I was a little boy, a teenager, a young adult. So I knew all these verses. But I praise God by His work in my life. I sure know them a lot better now than I knew them there. How are you doing? Remember the word increasingly? God never intends for you to get saved and stay there. He wants you to see His glory increasingly, every day, more and more. All right, ladies, read the next page. Ready? You were saved. Is that good or what? We read this morning, taste the Lord and see that He is pretty good. No, He is good. Let's all read this next page. And uh, let's get a little excited. You know, I used to have a dog, and I could go home, and if the people didn't get excited, just the dog seeing me started jumping around. And I'd preach to my dog, because he'd get excited. Okay? How can we say that we're saved for this, and say like this, I was saved to be a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. You know why children don't want to repeat their parents' faith? I was saved to be strengthened with power through His Spirit. This is life. All right, here we go. You ready? You were saved. You were saved to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You were saved to be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. Doesn't that make you smile? I mean, on my worst day, the devil wants me to forget why I was saved. And that's why I tell you, and more and more people, and I just encourage you, and if you were not here the last two Sundays, you can pick up the 200 verses we've already read. They're out on the Welcome Center. And more and more of our people are starting their day, and whatever scripture they read or what, and then they're taking these scriptures, and they're just saying, and they're praying it like a prayer. Father, I thank you that I was saved. And God inhabits the praise of his people. 
And it is amazing if you'll start praising the Lord for who you are and His purpose in your life, how He'll lift you up. See, if you came to church this morning discouraged and praise team, come on up. And you that are serving the Lord's Supper, come on up. If you came to church discouraged this morning, and some of you did, and I affirm you that you came to church when you're discouraged, it's the best place to come to church when you're discouraged. Because hopefully you'll get moved from whatever's discouraging you and taking courage out, and you'll see the Lord, and He'll lift you up. And see, if, if we'll start doing this as a people, when we come to church, we will be all fired up and excited about Jesus and, and rather than until about the end of the service, we start to look at Jesus and we go out. God doesn't want us to live that way. See, listen as I read these scriptures about the Lord's Supper. Because when we take the Lord's Supper, what we're doing is we're remembering what He did that we could live saved. Uh, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three 23, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Because he was about to suffer crucifixion. Why? Because the justice of God had to be paid for. In the Old Testament, the covenant was by the shed blood of an animal. Now he's become the new covenant. Covenant is the Hebrew word barah, which means a solemn agreement with binding force. So Jesus was going to die once and once for all, Romans 6, that our sins could be paid for. By grace you're saved through faith. It's a gift. But it's not just an event. It's your life. So as you take the supper today, remember that he gave everything that every day you can give everything. And it goes on. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant. See, no more shed blood by animals. See, the day Jesus died, all the little lambs in the world jumped up on their back feet and said, praise the Lord. No more sacrifices of animals. Jesus died once and once for all. So this is my covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and remember. Remember. See, some of you that have come to West County Community Church, you've forgotten why you're here. You're not here just to come to a worship service. You're here to be radically changed by God, to live in His presence and His power and His preeminence and know His purpose. Many of you have read Rick Warren's book, Remember the Purpose? I knew Rick before anyone else knew Rick. We knew each other as young men. And way back then, because we're the same age, we talked about how in the hippie movement, we were all struggling in the late 60s and early 70s. We wanted a cause. We wanted to make our place in the world. You know why people wanted to do that? Because God created us for a purpose. And if you're not living out your purpose, you're a discouraged, defeated person. And nothing in this world can fill that void. See, Jesus said, as often as you drink this cup, eat this bread, you're going to proclaim the Lord's death. That is, you're going to say, I'm living out why He died. I'm living out why He rose again and sent the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say this. For whenever you eat this, 
you just remember this. Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Most people think, well, if I haven't trusted Jesus, then that would be an unworthy manner. You know, that's shallow. If I'm not living my life, as Romans 12 says, a living sacrifice because he was a dying sacrifice, that's unworthy. That means Jesus paid it all and I don't give a flip. That's unworthy. Let me give you the warning the Lord gives you if you're making his death unworthy in your life. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. I would say to you, if you're not living out seriously what we're talking about today, I wouldn't take the Lord's Supper. You say, well, Pastor, I call myself a Christian. I'm telling you, it says, if you're not living worthy, I'm just telling you where I would be. If I knew that I wasn't living worthy on the Lord and each day humbling myself, saying, God, you gave everything in your Son and everything I am, it is yours, Lord. I may stumble, I may trip, but you pick me up and I'm going to walk in you and I'm going to grow in you. Then I can take this supper with gratefulness because by grace I take it, but by his mercy I go with him. Let's pray together because the scripture says, let a man, let a woman, let a boy, let a girl examine themselves before they take the supper. You examine yourself right now. Of course, first of all, has there been that time where you trusted the Lord's death for the payment of your sin because only by grace through faith can you be saved and has there been a time as you trusted that grace that through godly sorrow he brought you to change your mind about your independence and rebellion it's called repentance and you repented and received Christ and that's called born again and since then by the power of the Holy Spirit's conviction in your life you're growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ. And some of you might say today, Pastor, I haven't, but God has just shook me. And that's the wonderful thing about the grace of God. He is the God of new beginnings. And you say, from this day forward, I'm going to go with God. I'm going to live out the purpose I was saved. Well, you rejoice and tell the Father that. And I'm going to be quiet. And you just tell the Father what you're going to do about living for him right now. Father, we praise you that we have Psalms 40 that says, I cried unto the Lord and he heard my cry and he lifted me out of the, the muck and he set my feet on the rock and he gave me a new song to sing, even praising to my God. And as I live that, many will see it and trust in the Lord God. Oh, Father, we praise you and thank you for your love for us. You so loved us, you gave your son and we want to say to you today as we take your supper we so love you we're going to walk by faith under the authority of your word in the power of your holy spirit we praise you for such a holy privilege in jesus name we pray
Amen. Serve our people, men. You may be seated.
you know, Friday night here, for all of you that were not able to be here for whatever reason, you know, we advertised the ballet. Incredible. I've never been to a ballet in my life, but I'll never forget that one. And they did the movie, remember the hiding place where the Jewish people were taken by the Soviet Union? And I never thought, how can a bunch of ladies doing ballet do that? There wasn't a dry eye in this place. As the soldiers took and killed Corey's sister, persecuted her, killed all her precious friends, and at the end with the music, that Corey came to understand what we just sang. I will boast in nothing else but Jesus Christ. And here she was praising the Lord as she's doing all this ballet and dancing. And here comes the leader of the Soviet Union who had killed her sister. And you could see, and these young ladies could not only dance, they were actresses. And she had this pain and this guilt that she couldn't approach. And as she just kept coming, and by the grace of God, Corey put her arms out and received her. And this is a true story that Corey later was able to forgive the soldier that killed her sister. And people in the audience just started clapping and saying, that's grace. That's grace. See, that's what we're taking today. That's what we're taking. We're saying, go ahead and serve our praise team. We're, we're saying by the grace of God that Jesus who was rich, 2 Corinthians 8 9, that he that was rich became poor, that we could be what? Rich! If you came in today thinking you're poor, you're rich if you're in Jesus. And that means you're rich to live out his purpose in your life. You're rich to go forward in life. You're rich in receiving forgiveness to forgive anyone that's hurt you. Because forgiveness, as Corey learned, is not about what the other person did to wound you. It's a choice. God forgave me, so Lord, I'm going to entrust this person to you, Father. You're the Father. I'm your child. As often as you take this, take and eat and remember his grace in your life. Let's stand together. Now, wherever you saw yourself today, from 19 years to if this is the first day you've ever been here, I want you to know why we are here is to experience the fullness of God. Don't sell yourself short. Amen? Amen. The devil wants to steal what is so good in our lives, and that's Jesus. Before we close, oh, we got to take it, don't we? I just took it. Oh, we got to take the cup. I was ready to go share Jesus. Let's take the cup. Pass to our people. That's why I have a helpmate, my wife. Cross our balcony where your blood was shed for me. 
There's no greater love than this You have overcome the grave Glory fills the highest place What can separate me now? You go You go
just do that. Just put your hands out like this. You know, when I see my little grandbabies, that's what I do. And I do this too. And I love it when they just come what and try to knock Papa over. Did you know your Heavenly Father has his arms out like this to you? Because he so loves you. And he says, come on, sweeties. Come on. That's why Jesus died. And so we're about to leave, and you know what he wants us to do? We're his hands and feet. He wants us to go out to a lost world that's like this. He wants us to extend our arms to him and say, let me love you. Let me love you. Jesus said, as often as you take this, remember, I not only gave my life, but I gave you my spirit to have the power to love. Take and drink. Amen. Now, honey, would you come up here? That's the first time I've ever done that in my life. Forget that I hadn't taken the cup. That's why I've started taking Prevagen. It helps the brain every day. I may start taking two a day. Uh, I'd have never made it. See, when the Lord saves us, he also saves us to a people. And I'm so grateful to, for all of you that have loved and prayed and encouraged and served and cried and laughed and walked with me over the last 19 years. This guy's standing here. Uh, buddy, you've been here for 19 years too. And, uh, you know, it's good we started this church 19 years ago because Joe and I wouldn't have had the strength to plant all those trees and shrubs for you guys if it'd be now. We just have to say, you guys do it. I was 6'7 at the time. <laughs> he was 6'7. He was you know, this guy used to come out with another guy and on during the week with one of those two-hand hole diggers, you know, that will make you like it, and they would dig hundreds of holes. We planted 1,453 trees and shrubs. That didn't even make the video. Every one of these trees and shrubs out here, we planted. And we had to have every one of them planted before we could have one service in this building. And so when you enjoy this beauty, Joe and I can remember every hole, Doug. <laughs> and I thank you, buddy. You're still here. And it's because we knew why we were here, to just stay on Jesus. And I was about to say to my sweet wife, honey, thank you. Thank you. For being my encourager. I'll be quiet, Joe. Uh, where's Philip? Right there he is. Philip was just, uh, what were you, a senior in high school or junior? Yeah, and he's almost middle aged now. <laughs> hey, he's 37, three years, he's going to be middle aged, according to my mom. And uh, thank you, Sugar, for persevering. You can come up here, too. Come on up here. Josh and Matt aren't here. But this is my sweet little family. Matt, he was just a little old second or third grader when we started this church. And uh, I depend on my sweet family to love me and pray for me and encourage me. And Joe, I'll be quiet. Okay. 
19 years ago, we not only started this church, but it became the anniversary of our pastor as pastor of West County. And I'm so thankful that he, didn't, that he realized that the call of God upon his life to West County, St. Louis, was not over, but just beginning. And that's how West County Community Church was born. And that's the way that we have uh, grown and grown in the knowledge and faithfulness of the Lord. So we want to recognize him and Ronnie this morning just in a little special way uh, to say thank you for persevering, for shepherding us when we've been uh, disobedient sheep and kind of running around. But we, we just praise you that you've never lost course, remained on the Lord. Thank you all. Thank you, Ronnie, for being his companion and helpmate. And, <laughs> and uh, we got some flowers for Ronnie. And, and a little expression of thankfulness for our pastor. Love you, buddy. Thank you, sweeties. The greatest encouragement you can give me is let Jesus have your life. That's what blesses me more than anything is when I just see you loving Jesus. And husbands and wives, the greatest way you can bless me is just love each other. And that just blesses me because I know you're going to be a blessing to your children. And what tears my heart out, because that's the Lord. See, when you love him, you love what he loves. And when I see you struggling and defeated, that's what agonizes me. And that's why we need to love the Lord and love each other. And as we go today, we're about to go. We're going to go like this, right? This is the new baseball sign. I know you'll all be watching baseball tonight. So you don't worry about this stuff and this stuff. This is our sign right here. We're filled with Jesus, and we're going to a world of love. Amen. You're dismissed.